Hello, church family. Hope you're doing well today as you listen to this message. Ephesians 5, 15 says, Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. It doesn't take a brain surgeon or a nuclear physicist to see that we live in dark days. The days are evil. Deception, hatred, violence are still in power. We live in a, a broken world with its broken systems that can squash the, the, the weaker, push the poor to the side. Uh, the cosmic powers of darkness work all hours of the night to construct false ideas, distorted images of God. The forces of evil in this world pull on the puppet strings of those in authority to create violence and hatred in our society. And the demonic rulers over this world have ransacked our homes and devastated the family with division and chaos. The bad news is that as long as this world is broken, the days will be evil, as Ephesians says. But the good news is there is redemption, and we can redeem our time even in evil days. So what do we do? What does a person do that looks at the chaos and the mess that we are surrounded by in this world? What does a person do when they see uh, immorality, they see the decay, they see the, the struggle, and they're facing it themselves? Well, Ephesians tells us to stand. Ephesians chapter 6 says for us to finally be strong in the Lord and in, the, in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything to stand, stand firm. So, we can stand. The question is not what we should do because we should stand, but the question is, more importantly, where do we stand? And how do we stand? Well, <clears throat> Ephesians 6 talks about the armor of God, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the, the belt of truth, the, the shoes of peace, the shield of faith, the sword of the Spirit, and prayer. And so where do we stand? Well, first of all, we stand in His might. It says, Be strong in the Lord in the strength of His might. We read in John chapter 6 where the many followers of Jesus saw the mighty powers in Him as they watched him provide bread for the entire crowd. The problem was that they wanted to take him by force and make him king. They wanted a king that could provide for them an endless supply of bread. When Jesus turned them down and offered them himself, they rejected him. See, the world wants strength, but not his strength. They want power, but not his power. Jesus tells them the flesh is no help at all. The words I give you are spirit and life. <clears throat> As we stand our ground, we must understand that the strength and power of God is not of this world. It is one of spirit and life. Just as the angel spoke to Zerubbabel, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. It's not by military might. It's not by our political games, but by the spirit of God. Not by throwing fists, nor by making posts on Facebook, by my spirit says the Lord. Not by bitterness, not by hatred, but by my spirit. That is where we must stand. The weapons of our warfare are not 
of this world, but are mighty through God. And we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, no. See, there's no bomb big enough to destroy the lies of the devil. There's no act of Congress that can bring the peace and hope we need. But there is a spirit and a strength in that spirit that can turn enemies into brothers, can turn even our very enemies as our fellow believers. He, he can mend hearts. He can restore relationships <clears throat> and save entire families from falling apart. He can bring people back from the death of drug addiction. There is power in the Spirit of God that can raise the dead and redeem all of creation from the curse. We must stand in his might. Not only, though, do we stand in his might, but we must stand in contrast to the world. We're told to put on the full armor of God. What is this armor? Well, it is the character of God. Who is our salvation? Who is the truth? Who is the word? And who is our faith? Who is our righteousness? Who is our peace? In fact, Romans 13, 14 says, Put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. This armor is Christ. And it's the opposite of the world system. We're to put on the nature of Christ, to put on the mind of Christ. We're to put on Christ in every bit of who he is and what we know of him in the gospel. And we're to live and walk in him. So we stand in contrast. And this, this contrast begins in truth. We stand then with the belt of truth. This world will tell you truth is debatable or only relative to the individual or group. But the gospel is true. There are absolutes. And one of them is that God so loved the world that he gave his only son. The truth of this message holds it all together. We cannot believe a lie about God and expect to resist the onslaught of the enemy. Wrap the truth of God's word, God's message around you. Let what God says about you hug you tight. Not only is this message true, but this truth is a person. You see, Jesus is the truth. We can get to know the truth, and that truth will set us free. We also, we, after standing in the belt of truth, we stand with the breastplate of righteousness. The word translated righteousness can also be translated justice. It's about God making things right, about us being made right with God and things being made right in this world. We can let our hearts be shielded by the, the fact that God has made us right with him. In Christ, we have been made right. By raising Jesus from the dead, God has begun that work of justice. God has begun that work against sin and death and, 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 and the grave and hell. He has begun that work of justice, and we have been reconciled to God. We can stand knowing our relationship with God has been uh, restored and reconciled in Christ. We stand with the shoes of peace. This world would have us to put on the boots of war and violence and tread in the blood of our enemies <laughs> and even our brothers. But we must lace up the shoes of the gospel of peace and go the extra mile. We want to draw lines between us and them, but peace allows us to walk across those dividing lines. When I think about putting on peace, it is especially difficult thinking about our fellow believers throughout the world. I can't even begin to describe the terrible stories of what's taking place in other countries where our, our fellow believers are being persecuted. It's not easy to walk in peace, especially when you're in those situations. But time and time again, there are stories of, of, of believers and pastors and churches in these church, in places that are so persecuted 
where they're being killed, they're being they're being murdered, but yet they turn the other cheek. They love their enemies. They go after people and 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 the mission of God despite the wars around them, and they are literally putting on the shoes of peace. We stand with the shield of faith. The world wants us to live in fear. This world system uses that to control us. It's on both sides of every argument, too. Um, you know, you, you, can get, you can get on social media and see just how divided and just how much fear. You can get on the news and see just how much divide and fear there is and, and how fear is used to, to push you to this conclusion or that conclusion. The church, uh, you know, uh, can, can get involved in that, too, but I'm convinced that when we do, it is the spirit of fear and not some prophetic discernment. It, we can operate in the spirit of fear, and we, we need instead to operate in faith. We can't make wise decisions and do what's right when we're living in paranoia, when we're living in uh, fear of others and fear of, of everything going on. We have to stand with a faith that quenches the deceptions and doubts of the enemy. We need a faith that isn't consumed by every fire the devil starts. We stand with the helmet of salvation. Don't, don't entertain the lies of the devil and don't let him win the war in your mind. Let your mind be renewed by the saving grace of God. Let your thoughts be fixed on the realities of heaven. That is what our salvation will tell us and what God is doing to redeem us. And it begins often in our mind. That war, that battle begins there. We stand with the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. The only word that is spirit and life. Let the word cut away the bitterness in our hearts. Let the word cut away the fear in our minds. Let the word discern the thoughts and intents of our hearts. Let the word cast down imaginations and false ideas that try to rise above God and distort our view of God. The word of God is a sword that's two-edged and it, it cuts on us just as much as it, it cuts into the enemy and cuts in the arguments and things that the enemy tries to throw at us. It cuts at us and, and shapes and molds us into being who we should be. Last but not least at all, we stand in prayer. Not just any prayer, but the scripture says all prayer for all people. Prayer is where the armor is found. Prayer is where we take our stand and continue to stand. Prayer is where we stand together and for one another. Prayer is where we take our cares, worries, and struggles to the one who has already won the war. How long will we have to stand? How long will we have to stand in this truth, in this faith, in this salvation and righteousness? How long will we have to stand the word of God? All of this, how long will we have to stand in prayer? Well, the answer is until that day when our God takes his final stand. We'll leave you with this scripture from Job. He says, Job 19, 25, beginning in 25, As for me, I know that my Redeemer lives, and at the last he will take his stand on the earth. Even after my skin is destroyed, yet from my flesh I shall see God, whom I myself shall behold, and whom my eyes will see and not another. My heart faints within me. Plant your feet, strengthen those knees, and tighten up those legs, because this is where we stand.